Hello and welcome to Everything Kansas City. I'm Elisa. I'm Amy and this is your go-to podcast for everything in the 816 and 913. We are so happy you are listening to us. We have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about movies that were either made in Kansas City and or were about Kansas City. Yep. And we each picked one and watched it. And so we're <laughs> going to report on that. I think yours is much more traumatic than mine. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. And we'll ha- of course, we will have um, Future Follies and Quick Hits later in the show. But uh, first, we're going to talk about the movies. So tell, tell, what did you watch? Okay. Let me tell you first. I went through a list of... I found a website that said these are all the movies that were made in and around Kansas City. And Mars nice. Mars Attacks was on there. Fun. So I guess. well we did watch it because that's all I could get my husband to watch out of out of the list. Right, right. And then I realized it said it was made in parts of it in Lawrence, but it really wasn't. Okay, not there yeah. was just Witch like outside of Wichita. Okay, okay. So and it was set in Kansas, a small town in Kansas. Oh, all right, okay. Um, so then I felt bad and I felt like that wasn't good enough. Right. So I watched another movie this morning, like at seven in the morning. Wow. So I got up to walk, to get the dog out. And before everybody woke up, I watched, um, The Matchbreaker. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about that movie. Neither did I. Um, <clears throat> it was really good. It's an indie film. Okay. Rom- romantic comedy. It's directed by Casey's Caleb Better. And it actually stars um, Christina Grimmy, who won third place on American, or The Voice, and then she was shot and killed in Orlando by oh, that fan. gosh. So she stars on the show. It was her first film. Oh, my And then gosh. she actually had died before the film came out. Oh, wow. So I, it was kind of bittersweet watching yeah. it, knowing what I know. Did you, did you watch the... The voice? I did, and I did watch that season. Oh, man. That's so hard. And she sings in the movie, and it is just beautiful. Oh. Like, just beautiful music. Yes. So it was kind of sad, even though it was a romantic comedy. Yes. It was kind of sad. Of course. You know, knowing what I knew. But the movie was really cute, and I loved seeing all Kansas City, because they shot it the entire movie all throughout Kansas City. How fun. So it was the plaza. It was Skies. It was the American restaurant. It was... The skyline they show all the time. Awesome. Like, the, you know, park, lots of parks in there. Yes. It was just, it was beautiful. And they sh- the part they showed in the plaza, it was when all the Royals uh, flags were out. Oh, cool. So it was like, because I think it was shot in 2000, maybe 15. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Wow, cool. But it yeah, was a cute, cute film. That is fun. What's the name again? The Matchbreaker. And where can people watch it? I watched it on Netflix for free. Nice. Yep. Well, it's for free. Well, I mean, you pay. Well, the thing is, I have Amazon Prime, and to watch Mars Attacks, I had to rent it on Amazon. Oh, I couldn't no. find it anywhere else. <laughs> That's the worst. Right? That's the worst. Um, so, what did you watch? Okay, cool. after you show you share yours. Okay. I have another list of movies in case people want to watch more. Okay, great. Perfect. 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 Okay, right. okay so, tell me about your movie. I know. God. Okay, so I watched The Day After, and this was a movie that was, uh, put, it was on broadcast television, ABC, in 1982. And the director is, uh, okay, I had it written down, but now it is Nicholas Meyer. And it's a two-hour movie. Or it's actually, um, it's about two hours. Let's see. Yeah, it was about two hours. It's about two hours. Which I wonder if they had commercial breaks on it or if it was done um, without commercial breaks. I read the first half they had commercial breaks and the last half they did no commercial breaks. Yeah, it would seem, who would want to buy airtime <laughs> on that kind of horrific 
deal. I think they did it to be more effective or like yes, there's a strategy that behind that. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so and it was now I this is what I remember that my mom did allow me. I would would have been twelve at the time and did allow me to watch the movie. Um, I think it was talked about in school and so I think maybe we watched it and then talked about it. But ABC did a bunch of work beforehand talking about it and they had like a study guide. They had very a lot they had a lot of information around it. They had a hotline you could call if you were traumatized by watching it. Wow. Um, I mean they definitely knew they were going on pretty um, severe and shaky ground. Wow. I don't know if it's shaky, but it was certainly jarring. So the movie is about basically the day it starts. It starts about a week before a nuclear holocaust. And so you keep hearing news reports and television reports about Russia's aggression in Berlin and they had shut the, the wall and all this different stuff. And But then you're getting to know the characters that are centered in Lawrence and Kansas City. Okay. And the main character is Jason Robards, who is a doctor that lives in Kansas City but works in Lawrence as a doctor. And... There's a farmer and his two daughters that you get to know, and one's an older daughter that's going to get married. You're getting to meet some people. Uh, John Lithgow is a person that works at KU, and um, he's sort of a scientist-type guy. So, oh, and then, like, Amy Madigan, who I love, is this pregnant woman that's in the hospital awaiting her baby. Oh. So um, you're getting all this pre, and then it's sort of like the day before, and things are going crazy, and it's like... Like in the world, things are going crazy? Yeah, things okay. are going crazy, and everybody has, like, transistor radios up to their ear, or they're standing near a television. I mean, different time, nobody has a phone. Right, right. And um, so they uh, so like they show the grocery stores, which was sort of... I, I, I kind of chuckled to myself, because the grocery stores look like it when they say there's going to be snow or ice in Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) All cleared out. But uh, on the opening shot, it is very cool. They have, you get to see um, Arrowhead, Plaza, Downtown, Mill Creek Park, Loose Park, and then it kind of focuses in on the Board of Trade at the end of the credits, and that's where you're getting some of the, the news. You see Liberty Memorial, where Jason Robards is talking to his daughter. They go to the Nelson. Aww. Uh, so it's, and then there's like, I was telling my husband last night, there's all these kind of references. They talk about Lone Jack. They talk about Harrisonville, all these kind of little towns around. And then, of course, a major part of it is Whiteman Air Force Base, which is where the Russians targeted the, the nuclear bomb that went off. So it's like the moments leading up to it, and then then the next hour of the movie is the fallout. The days after, the weeks after, the months after. Oh, it goes beyond the day. It does go beyond the okay. day. And it is just, of course, like... And the way they did it, I mean, it would be interesting to see how it would be done now. But, like, when they're talking about the nuclear radiation and the blast, it is, you know just like a, a husband or a bride and a groom and a church and they just kind of glow up, go up in flames oh. and babies and kids. I mean, it was very... Graphic? Like, you don't, you didn't necessarily see them die, but you saw the outline of their bodies oh. as it was happening. I mean, you knew they were dead. Yeah. And then, um, so you, you, then you see some of the survivors, like some the farmer and his family were able to get down into their basement Somehow Jason Robards was in a car, but he was able to survive. I mean, you know, sort of sketchy on what exactly yeah. would happen. But J- 
Jason Robards goes back to the hospital and is basically trying to care for the, you know, the, these thousands of people that find out that this is the one hospital that's open in the area. So, oh geez. but the, you know, is, Oh, Steve Gutenberg is in it. Really? Yeah. And he's like this young strapping hunk at the beginning of the movie. And he is devastated by the fallout and, and radiation by the end, you know, no, uh, nobody's having hair at the end. Oh wow. It is so severe and <laughs> disturbing did it give you nightmares? It didn't give me nightmares necessarily, but it it just was so... I, first of all, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so ill-prepared for anything like this. Like, you know, Steve says he has like some, like an emergency kit, but I want like a legit emergency kit. Like a little bit of food and water. Yeah, food and water, light, and you know, warm clothing, and maybe a generator, but I don't even know if that means anything. But, uh, so it was good to see all of Kansas City, but then, of course, it was completely... You had to see Kansas City and its devastation also. Yes, yes. And they did film it here. They had extras, and the extras were all, um, you know, having the effects of radiation. I mean, it was, you know, it's, oh, God. You weren't here when they filmed it, right? No, I lived in Dallas at that time. I asked Chris, because he lives in Harrisonville. Yes. Or in Pleasant... Pleasant Hill, but okay. by there, if he remembers it and he does not remember it. Okay, yeah. Well, but, yeah. I, so we did ask people on our Facebook page if they remember watching it when they were uh, younger, and I'm going to read a couple of the ki- comments. Uh, nightmares. Uh, so, uh, a woman named Tanya says, I only watched about half of it. Um, and then Steve says, I was six when it came out and it terrified me for years afterward. I had to learn everything I could about nuclear weapons. And now I've come to love them as much as I fear them. Which huh. I have no idea. I did ask him to respond, but uh, he didn't. John Little says we had assemblies at school after it aired. And uh, Daniel Carter adds there was also another movie called Threads. It was a British movie, um, but it was similar. And it, it covered the six-year period after a nuclear yeah. attack. So I've never seen Threads, but I want to check it out. I have not seen The Day After. We had to read the book, maybe either in junior high or high school. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but I don't think I've seen the movie. Well, it's on YouTube, so it's free. Oh, is it? Yes. So that was kind of weird. That I mean, cool weird. that I didn't have to buy it or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, the quality's pretty, pretty low. I, it would be low anywhere because the way it was filmed for TV number one and two, the technology. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So here is, I wanted to say one more interesting thing about this is that it, it did cause... Fur and pro nuclear people were were kind of raising a fit, saying, you know, this is an anti war platform that ABC is allowing them to have, blah blah blah. And um, wasn't everybody anti war really? Right. Well, no. I mean, I mean, some pro people. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump believes that we should still be building up our nuclear arsenal. I mean, uh, well, listen. Let me, let me tell yeah. you, Ronald Reagan who I disagreed with a million things, but he wrote in his diary after watching it, quote, left me greatly depressed. After signing a 1987 nuclear treaty with the Soviet Union's Mikhail Gorbachev, Reagan sent a telegram to Meyer, the director, saying, don't think your movie didn't have any part of this because it did. I mean, it changed the face of our foreign policy. I mean, it's pretty impressive, you know? So... 
Um, anyway, but, uh, so I, 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 am glad I watched it. I remember being traumatized as a kid and now I'm even more traumatized because I feel like I'm not ready. <laughs> well, if, I guess if there's any, any increased risk that this could happen, it's probably right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, why not be ready? Like, have yeah. the gear in case something, although, you know, oh, and this, and I'm going to play this part in the, in the show. We're going to listen to it. And it is talking about um, Amy Madigan after the bombs have dropped, talking about whether or not she wants the baby to come into the uh, world. And she and Jason Robards are, it's heart-wrenching. So I'm going to play a bit of this for the pods, but... Dr. Montoya, has a special cesarean section with you? I'm wide enough. There's nothing in the way. I'm just waiting on here like everybody else. Who knows what for? Maybe that's why you two weeks overdue. If you were in utero and you had any choice about the matter, would you be dying to be born into a world like this? Do you think your baby's deciding whether or not to be born? Do you think I'm holding back by force of will, Dr. Oaks? Bad toilet training. No, I think you've got to be willing to let your baby come whether you like it or not. Hope for what? What do you think's gonna happen out there? You think we're gonna sweep up the dead and fill in a couple of holes and build some supermarkets? You think all those people left alive out there are gonna say, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't my fault. Let's kiss and make up. We knew the score. We knew all about bombs. We knew all about fallout. We knew this could happen for 40 years. Nobody was interested. Argue with me. Please. Give me a reason. Tell me about hope. Tell me why you work so hard in here. I don't know. Right? It's obviously an important piece of our history. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, tell us more uplifting films that were... (laughs) Well, speaking of changing things, okay, as I was researching which movie to watch because i felt i knew yours was a pretty good movie right and i felt like i wanted to have at least a movie either close to right right significant but i didn't right because <laughs> that's a pretty good one yeah um but i so after researching i'm going to give you a list of ones that i think were pretty good well no some are good some maybe not so good okay movies that are either in filmed in kansas city um or about kansas city so, like I said, Mars Attacks really didn't. Um, right, didn't. Didn't fit. <laughs> It's a bill. Okay, but then I wanted to watch Truman with Gary Sinise. Oh, lovely. And that was filmed in Independence. Nice. Um, Bird by. It was yes. a movie about Charlie Parker yes. and Forrest Whitaker's in that. Yes, and there's, love. There's just a few shots, but part of it was filmed in Kansas City. Fantastic. The one that I think probably was more significant than all these was Paper Moon. Um, oh, and wow. that was a drama filmed in St. Joe, and that's starring Ryan and Tatum O'Neill. Yes. And Tatum O'Neill won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress that year, and she was the youngest one to do that. Yes. And if you know anything about the O'Neills, you can hear all about the trauma of that family. Yes, yes. <laughs> filming that, that movie. Exactly. Um, oh, another movie, Ride with the Devil. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? It's a Western starring yes. Tobey Maguire, Skeet Ulrich, yes. and Jewel. 
And then I have a friend, Dean, who's in the movie. Nice. He's an actor. He's in the opening scene. Awesome. And he dies. So, in the opening scene. Well. No, no, no. I feel like you should watch it because it's a really good death scene. Cool. So, yeah. Very proud to know him. (laughs) There's another movie called American Honey. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Shia LaBeouf is in it. And I remember, if you remember a few years ago that Shia LaBeouf was here acting all weird. Um, But it was because he was filming a movie. And it's about these people that are door-to-dale's or teenagers i guess door-to-dale door-to-door magazine salespeople. okay so i kind of want to see that although i hear like you kind of have to be mentally and i feel like i have to be mentally in the mood for that because it's probably a lot of drugs and sex and gotcha. all kinds of stuff like that gotcha, gotcha. but uh, apparently a compelling story right um also elvis presley's granddaughter's in that <laughs> really yeah her and i riley i don't know how to say her last name uh, K-E-O-U-G-H-O. Coing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. another movie called Trust Fund, drama. It is actually set in Italy, but filmed in Kansas City because it was easy to make Kansas City look like Italy. Huh, I love that. I know, isn't that cool? And then because it's almost Halloween, I thought I'd throw in a few horror movies. Nice. So The House on Pine Street is a horror movie that was filmed in Leavenworth and Independence. Another one called Nothing Left to Fear, and Slash from Guns N' Roses produced that. Wow. And it is set in Stahl, Kansas, um, which we all know the the tale of that gateway to hell. So that movie is about that. Wow. And then the last one was Arbor Demon, and that's a horror film also filmed in Kansas City. And there was kind of a long list of horror films. Wow. (laughs) I don't know what that means. We should have a film festival. You they, know, I think we do nerds every year. Ne- well, I know we have a film festival, but I'm saying everything Kansas City Film Festival. Oh yeah. But I think Nerds of Nostalgia, which is another Kansas City podcast, does is doing like a three night horror movie at the uh, Alamo. Really? Which is sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I can't watch scary movies. I'm not into it at all. I don't want to be scared when I'm by myself or walk into my car right. at night. Like I'm not doing. I'm not that doing myself, it. No. I'm not doing it. We were at the movie sometime in the last month, and the preview for that. The doll that comes along. Oh, and and I think Annabelle? I turned to you and I was like, yeah, no. no, that's me too. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Negative. Anyway, I think that it's really cool that there are these movies that yes. were filmed here, but there aren't as many as there could be because we do not um, do any subsidies for right, film, right? Which so there's actually a list of movies that I found online. I can't remember the names of them anymore that are set in Kansas City but filmed somewhere else. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so that's kind that of sad. Stinks. I know. That stinks. Well, I mean, that's something to consider, like, you know, at the ballot box when you're voting on, like, a governor would have a lot to do with that, like opening uh, subsidies up for production companies. A, um, a mayor would have a lot to do with that. So maybe that's something you think about when you're voting for a mayor or governor of saying, you know, hey, can this woman, will this person bring yeah i uh, think it's subsidies i think it's kind of sad because kansas city actually used to be a huge hub yes of course and there's historic film row mm-hmm. and we used to be one of the largest distribution hubs of studios so mgm had an office here 20th century fox warner brothers paramount all right here yeah and crazy yeah don't have it anymore no no all right so um all right so that's enough for movies yes enough for movies yep all right so after the break we are going to do quick hits quick hits all right here's what's happened in kansas city last week 
Downtown Baseball Stadium is peeking its ugly head again. Edgemore unveiled the design of a one-terminal airport this week. Initially, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. I like it. And then I realized there's only 30 um, gates. I think it was 30 gates. Okay. And I was like, I think 30 gates handle handles us right now. What about expansion? Right. I don't know the answer to that. Me either. So now I'm curious, like, is this going to take us way far in the future or just fix some stuff currently now? So I'm just curious about I that. I don't know the answer to that. I might... There would be no way to justify the turmoil the city council has put us through if this is not meant, if this isn't a, a plan for 50 years. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just wondering why is there only 30 well, gates? And I just don't know anything about airports right. to know. If somebody knows, please tell us. Yes, yes. And maybe um, we'll find out the answer and put it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the police are investigating all the street homicide, marking the 112th killing of the year. Which is... Not good. Yeah, terrible. C-SPAN will be here as part of their city's tour. They will be with Mayor Sly James tomorrow and producing content all week here in Kansas City. Yay! And it won't be on air until like November or December. Yeah. And then Kyle Erst was charged with the murder of Kara Kapeski and Jessica Runyans. Rot in hell. Yep. And then, uh, ending on a good note, we can help name the baby Asian otter born at the Kansas City Zoo. Yay! How to do is submit your name ideas. All right, all right. We'll put that link on our Facebook page so you can check it out. Yep. I love that. I love that. All right, after the break, future follies. All right, so tell us what you have planned for this week. What are some of your future follies? Well, I am actually leaving town this week. So I'm going to go visit my sister. Nice. So I only have one thing okay. to share. All right. And that is the South KC block party. Woohoo! I obviously do live in South KC, so I'm yes. kind of partial to that. Exactly. Um, but... Because South Kansas City was in the news earlier this week about a housing shortage. Yes. Um, and I think they're starting to try to build up business on this side of town. Good. And so I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm glad they're starting to build yes. it up. Because I, like, I feel like in 10 years, South Kansas City is going to change so much and grow and have new things that I'm kind of seeing. I feel like this is just the beginning. Well, great. We got to get better schools then. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's just got to be part of it. Definitely. And so where is, where's the uh, block oh, party? It's Redbridge Shopping Center. Oh, nice. So right by Holmes and Redbridge Road. Okay. And what day and time? And that is Saturday. Um, I don't remember the time, but I'll post it on our Facebook and they're going to have I think some carnival rides, some craft booths, um, some snacks, food trucks, fire trucks going to be there, you know, just a normal. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. We will check that out. I have 
the Sunflower Poetry Slam, which is October fourteenth, six to eight at the City of Lenexa City Hall. So it will be in their new space. Nice. Um, which it's located at set one seven one zero one West eighty seventh Street in Lenexa. And if you want to come in and show your or share your poetry, you can. It starts right at six p.m. Um, it can be a maximum of five minutes on stage. There's going to be a prize for uh, 50 bucks. So that will, and one winner will be selected. So if you want to come watch or you want to come share your poetry, that sounds awesome. I would definitely want to check that out. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, we hope that everyone has a wonderful and peaceful, loving week. Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't talk about the bad news. I know. But we it, we carry it heavy in our hearts. It's because I feel like it's longer than a 20-minute conversation or right. like a 10-minute conversation. Right, right. It's hard to fit something like that in. Yes, um, yes. And I also think that there can be a space that is free of some of that. And I think it's okay to want to seek out that space. I mean, you turn on this TV Monday morning yeah. and this awfulness has happened and it's just like, you know, maybe this is a space where people can get away from that because the he- the news is so heavy and sad that, yeah. you, know, you know, but but don't think that we are shallow people. We think about it and talk yeah. about it a lot. We're just not necessarily talking about it at this time on the show. Right. Yeah. All right. So have a wonderful week and we will see you maybe next week. We may be on hiatus next week, depending on Elise's travel schedule, yep. but it may be the week after that. But thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.